thought this would never run. Maybe it will. Now. I have a book called Market, The Marketing of Evil by David Capellian, and it tells how um, expert genius Harvard marketers actually came up with the word gay rights so that the American public would accept it as natural behavior. All gays who are born gay are overwhelmingly conservative, maybe, maybe apolitical. And all those angry gays causing trouble for everybody, I don't even think they were born gay. I think they just, they're angry at the fathers. It's beautiful, isn't it? Oh yes, sir, it's very uplifting. And welcome back to this week's episode of Tranifesto, the show that would like to remind you that hating cats is now considered transphobic. I'm one of your hosts, Madeline Hobbs. I am joined today by... Ree Carter. And Devlin Galloway. I'm back out of the storage closet you keep me in. Big D is yeah. back. Unfortunately, Amy is still uh, on uh, sabbatical in the uh, free and independent Republic of Alberta. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it's a great province, folks. If you ever come up to Canada, you should absolutely visit everywhere yeah. else but there. Um, so. <laughs> Hey, Alberta hey. should just be shipped off the space to be a prison planet. Hey, Al- Alberta has a big mall. It has uh, the di- the dinosaur the dinosaur town. Oh, it does have Dino Town. Yeah, that's right. No, 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 no. Dino Town was a rebranded bootleg Flintstones theme it park. Was, yes, in. Up- at near Abbotsford, yes, BC. Yeah, yeah. Bridal Falls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, God, so, that place is an absolute landmark. But a- after it shut down, the town of Drumheller in Alberta got the completely cornered the market on janky dinosaur statues that are scattered all over town. There are still di- janky dinosaur statues in the woods out there. I've seen them. I would actually like to... Uh, <laughs> I would actually like to put forward that there is a fucking uh, dino town uh, somewhere between uh, Montreal and Thetford Mines. And it's just fucking like it's this gas station that's just covered in dinosaurs, just everywhere you can go inside dinosaurs and shit. So I think I'll have to take a trip and visit so, both. And yeah, uh, glo- it, I fan, get it. Fans, Fossil fuels. Oh, fans fuck. around the world, uh, make sure to uh, comment and let us know about your uh, region's yeah. local dinosaur themed uh, <laughs> uh, attraction. This is now a Dino Town themed podcast. We're here talking about dinosaur representation. I'm changing this episode to be about Jurassic Park and how the dinosaurs change sex. Yeah. Yo, that, we could Dino do a Jurassic DNA. Park episode. I'm, I'm not above doing an episode about how the dinosaurs say fuck transmedicalism. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's weird. Life when, uh, finds a way. Yeah, it's, when, it's weird when the T-Rex stops screaming for five seconds, looks right in the camera and says trans rights. It's, uh, I mean, you don't see the fist up in the air. He's got tiny hands, very tiny hands. Anyways. Rexy says trans rights. <laughs> Anyways, welcome back. Um, hey, everyone. If you'll notice, we didn't really release much last month. It's because uh, we decided we didn't want to because uh, Christmas and stuff. Uh, I won't even try to defend ourselves. Uh, we just... just December is a write-off, and anybody who says otherwise yeah. is a f- fucking landlord. They're, they're... December is factually three years long. But, you're ne- but you are not allowed to do a single productive thing throughout the entire thing. Yeah, no, Absolutely. Um, so yeah, I'm sorry about that for not being there last month. I, I would like to promise you and say we won't do that again, uh, but I can't make that promise, and I can't even make that promise that we won't do it uh, next December. It could be sooner. I don't know. We're terrible people. Um, so thank you for subscribing to our Patreon. We recently got a new member. Thank you for that. 
Um, it helps us keep the lights on. By that, I mean hosting costs, because uh, I'm currently recording in the dark. Um, so uh, this week, uh, actually, before we even get to the movie, let's uh, let's do just a quick uh, recap of two major things that kind of happened last month. Um, to start off with, uh, Re, you saw Cats. Uh, now, Cats came out. Uh, I believe there was some information regarding Cats and why it may be well, relevant to us. I, I want to put a break on this, and I want, so considering that Amy, as far as I know, has seen it, and you're going to see it, I would like to put a pause on this topic and uh, address it, give it its own off-week episode oh, next Monday. That, that's next, fair. next Monday. But, but what, can we at least discuss what was said that might make it interesting? Well, you see, because Jellicles can, and Jellicles do, Jellicles, Jellicle cats. And if you don't know what that means you weren't there yeah no that's fair uh the other thing that we should probably touch on really quick is uh jk rowling is now canceled so that's something now canceled now uh, yeah well <laughs> some of us didn't know what she was up to until recently and then we found out and then it was oh boy everything is cutting out again god damn it how did you fix it last time i just moved and i just moved again and it already like fixed i think i'm blocking my own wi-fi with my fat ass <laughs> Oh, uh, yeah. Anyways, J.K. Rowling is uh, actually, uh, we're now, uh, the queer people are going to reclaim the Harry Potter fandom. Uh, so that being said now, uh, Hagrid is now uh, Power Bottom. Um, so that's cool. Ugh. S- Snape is now a, uh, 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 a club twink. Club Twink, that works. All, all, all of the hook-nosed, monstrous bankers are actually uh, genderqueer, so they're not anti-Semitic anymore. Yep, yep. And all Patronuses are now trans men. I think it'll be a good... I'm so proud of Hatsune Miku for writing this. Oh, universe. yeah, Hatsune Miku. <laughs> hat, hats off to her. Hatsune's off. Yeah, so yeah, was, there was some shit that happened last month, and hey, I'm sure that you all had shit happen in your lives. It was the holidays. I hope you had good ones. Uh, Happy New Year. Welcome to 2020, the year. uh, It's like 2019, but gayer. So uh, welcome to this. Um, And I hope that uh, everything goes well for you. Or not. You know, I'm not your mom. It's cool. Anyway, so this week we have decided. We're covering Cancelled by ContraPoints. We're going to share our. (laughs) No, 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 no. I'm hanging up. We cannot say the C word. We cannot. We we promised Amy we wouldn't. Every time you bring up the discourse, I die a little inside. As far as we're concerned, none of these people exist. Um, anyways, this week we've decided to cover not that, because we made a blood pact not to. Um, and we've decided to cover Gremlins 2, The New Batch. Let's just, let's just go over the movie. The base, the, the and 1990... And a little, a, little Greml- a little bit of Gremlins 1. Yeah, only because I started watching uh, the first... Uh, I started watching it first before I realized I was watching the wrong film. Uh, but yeah, the 1990 American horror comedy... Uh, Gremlins 2, New Batch. Uh, the sequel to the 1984 film, Gremlins. Um, so A classic. Yeah, an absolute classic. And so before we get into the good and bad of it and like why we'd even want to do this, um, we're going to go over just kind of a brief synopsis of the film. So uh, Gremlins 2, it's, this time it's in New York and not a small town. And uh, it starts off with... New York is just the biggest small town. Yeah, if it's got the small it. town yeah. feel. It's got a small town feel. Just a small town girl. Terrible. <laughs> we should have canceled. Okay, anyways. Do you see that America might just fucking go to war with Iran or something? Oh, yeah, no, it's the Franz Ferdinand mo- moment. Not like yeah. the band Franz Ferdinand. Bam, bam. 
We're going to war with Iran. Oh my god. Take me out. We're going to World War Three. Yay! Oh no. World War Three, also known as Gremlins Two. Oh yeah. So now, speaking of segues, let's go back into the synopsis. Okay. So the movie starts where we pick up with Gizmo where he was left, spoiler alert, at the last movie where he was picked up back to his like antique Chinese store that has subtle racist undertones. Really? You know it was subtle? Because, you know, I'm, it's not, that's the joke, <laughs> okay. but, well, but, uh. Like my favorite thing about the shop owner, I think it's like Mr. Like what, Mr. Wong or something, is that he's, they found like, it almost, they found like the one like. Chinese American actor who can't do a convincing Chinese accent. It's true. Yeah. Like I looked I looked the guy up and like he was like born in somewhere in China, but he was like raised in Seattle and like he's just sounds like he desperately wants to talk like just like a normal American, but they're like forcing him not to. Yeah. I just love that like even in the first movie, anything to do with like Chinatown or the shop is just like, oh the Chinese throw some mysticism in there. <laughs> Everything's red. <laughs> Dragon breath. <laughs> anyway, um, so this corporation's trying to buy his shop because that's what corporations do, and they're trying to gentrify the neighborhood into a new clamp corporation, like smart neighborhood. They're putting up a like, blockbuster. And he refuses, saying that it's not for sale, kind of like in the same way in the first movie. Where he's like, Mogwai is not for sale, because this movie is just a giant parody of the first one. But yeah, it's, he's it's like, he's he's standing up for uh, he's standing up against gentrification, which you have to admire yeah. him for. Yeah, you do. It's it's good. But then he dies Im- immediately after that. They shot they, they shot they shot him up. with the heart attack gun. He wasn't enough of a racist stereotype. <laughs> just cue that robot from like Revenge of the Sith. Like, for some reason, we can't understand. We're losing him. He has lost the will to live. Okay, can I can I put a quick pause? Like, you know how the algorithm is like ha- showing you ads of stuff that you like just talk about or think about. Yeah. Without you, and you see yeah. ads for it. I'm definitely seeing an advertisement on my Instagram for a pin that I have seen in my only in my dreams, <laughs> which is very unsettling. If you read it, if you read it in the terms of conditions, they do get access to your dreams. That's I uh, hate that. They belong to the cloud. Oh. Can we advertise this podcast in people's dreams? Do one of those trains from Germany where you, like, you put your advertisement in the vibrations of your train, so you like lean your head against I'm the window sorry, and it puts what? it into your skull? Have we not heard of those? No. I have not heard of vibrating trains with ads. You know like how you had those toothbrushes in like 2007 where you'd like, brush your teeth and it would vibrate Justin Bieber into your brain? No. Yes, I know. I, that is a thing. Yes, I do remember those. It's like that, except you'll put your head on a window on transport in like Germany or some European country, and an ad will play through your bones. I hate capitalism. I hate it so much. Capitalism's bad. I'm an anarcho-primitivist now. <laughs> <laughs> I love how every time I come on this, I just derail it so badly. Anyway, so they tear it. The, the, they shoot the old Chinese men with the heart attack gun, and then yeah, they tear it out of the store. that part yet. Holy shit. He, I'm doing quotes. He dies of a heart attack. He does actually die of a heart attack. The actual actor died yeah. of a heart attack. Hollywood was a very different time back then. So all the while, uh, Gizmo is just living in his cage. And his owner dies, and 
they don't even empty out his shop before they start tearing it down. So Gizmo gets out after watching TV for like two weeks. And there's a plot hole in this scene that I like to point Just out. Just this is that scene, though. Gizmo, the rest of the movie is tight. Absolutely tight. Yeah, it's, it's, it's bulletproof. It's fine. Um, Gizmo runs out of the shop fleeing like the wrecking ball. Goes out into the sunlight of day, like into daylight, which should kill him. Like, did anyone else notice that? Like, he's just in daylight. I thought it was cloudy out. Grandma says bullshit. <laughs> anyway, and he's captured by who we later find out is a genetic scientist for the clamp building, which is just played, supposed to, to be, be played fair, by the, Christopher Lee. Yeah, uh, the great. Uh, to be fair, those people just usually do roam around like downtown New York. Just lots of genetic scientists. Well, they say. I think the line is like, if you want to find something weird, you gotta go to Chinatown. Which is rough. Yeah, this is kind of going into, like, Johnny what, Five territory. Yeah, which is, if you're in Vancouver and you go to Chinatown, the only thing you'll see is them filming the assignment. <laughs> and hopefully after we back at the assignment, too. Uh. <laughs> the assignment, anyway, the assignment it, needs a, needs a uh, Gremlins 2-style, like, <laughs> anti-sequel anti sequel. <laughs> Writ written, directed, and starring us. Oh, please. I skipped the fact that this movie starts and ends with just Looney Tunes. Yeah, there's like the OG opening of like fucking Looney Tunes, Daffy Duck. Mm -hmm. There was actually supposed to be a cartoon at the beginning of it, but they brought Chuck Jones out of retirement to animate this, and he's like, no. <laughs> It was, it was longer, but the studio was like, nah, cut it. Chuck Jones was in the uh, first Gremlins, like just hanging out in the bar. Oh, really? Really? Yeah, when uh, he's like the one that uh, the main character showing his um uh, his um drawings to. Oh, dope. Oh, that's tight, actually. I, I believe it's Chuck Jones. If it's not Chuck Jones, it's like one of his contemporary like um Disney or uh, Walter Warner Brothers animators. Hmm. Huh. All right. Anyways. Anyways, Gizmo gets captured, and then we cut back to the protagonist of the first film, Billy, and his like life in New York, with his now wife Kate from the first movie as well. They like have a little apartment together, it's cute. And they both work at the Clamp building. Trump Tower. Which which yeah, it's just Trump Tower. Like, Clamp literally, is just Trump. Literally. Yeah. It, and it's supposed to be like this super smart building. Everything's automated. Everything's fancy. Billy's trying to become like um a concept architect artist thing. Who is also drawing I racist forget. stereotypes of buildings. True, yes. Mm -hmm. He's trying to like work his way up the corporate ladder while Kate is um a like a, what are they called? Tour guide. What's the word? Tour guide? Tour guide. Tour guide. Wearing the building of the hat, which I always liked. And, like, you just see a lot of, like, the building and how it's, like, supposed to be advanced. And there's, like, a clamp TV network. You meet, um, who I think they call, like, Grandpa something, who's supposed to be, like, who actually was, no, wait, I don't think it was. It's supposed to be based off, like, Grandpa Munster, who hosts, like, a scary movie hour on clamp television. You just kind of see all the different, many, many corporations taking up this ridiculous building. Yeah, and also, like, part of the joke that is including that is all of these different TV channels, which is, like, a parody of, like, the steadily increasing amount of ridiculous cable television channels at the time, which they had no idea, obviously, oh, yeah. how bad it would get. But And also, could we appreciate just the aesthetic of, like, 90s, like, state-of-the-art surveillance systems? The fucking, there's, like, the one with, like, infestation. Oh, it's just, like... yeah all the lines that are like the intro to cowboy bebop all over the place <laughs> yeah. yeah they're just kind of making fun of all like the rise in cable television 
My favorite channel is the Microwave Cooking Show, which is oh, hell really, yeah. really good. Just dumping booze and so many things you microwave. Two shots of vodka. So Billy's just going... <laughs> Honestly, that'd be me if I was a cooking host, though. <laughs> mm-hmm. Welcome to Fuck It and a Microwave, starring Devlin. Billy's working up like the corporate ladder, like getting in shit for like bringing plants from home because they bought like uh, approved art from like modern artists, and he's not allowed to like bring in his own... Yeah. like plants or his own art it's basically like, working at apple oh oof. i mean tell me i'm wrong i mean i've never worked for apple but i believe yeah. it and uh then he overhears somebody talking about a weird or he overhears someone whistling gizmo's song in his office while delivering a package and he asks where he heard it because he recognizes it from the first movie goes and finds gizmo in the genetics lab releases the monkeys to steal gizmo back and keeps them in his desk and says he's gonna come back like day ends he's got to go well, Mr. Clamp comes down first and praises Billy's art and, like, tells him to undo everything his boss actually told him to do and says that he's, like, a genius and, like, is really proud of him. Yeah, Mr. Clamp so, being a very uh, Trump-esque figure for the 90s, back when we looked at Trump as more of an idiot uh, rather than a racist idiot. You know, basically imagine, like, the, the, the dopiest version you can of Trump, and that's basically this character. So after being praised by, like, the head honcho, uh, Billy's boss... Who is like this redhead woman who's just very much into like very much like the whole like climbing the corporate ladder no matter what kind of attitude. Mm-hmm. Just like a big kiss ass basically. A class traitor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But also like babe. Oh yeah, absolutely. Very Jessica Rabbit yeah. from uh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Oh, very. Another movie that has very that has like similar vibes to this, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this movie's very cartoonish. Oh, hundred percent. She invites Billy out for dinner to talk about his like future at a Canadian restaurant, which is my favorite. <laughs> I fucking love bit. that. It's so good. So he tells Kate to go pick up Gizmo, and she's like apprehensive because she remembers what happened in their small town in the first movie, and it's like, why the hell is Gizmo here? But then it's all okay, and Billy like gives her instructions, goes out to dinner of his boss, and while that's happening, uh, a repairman is trying to fix a water fountain near where Gizmo is, and I guess there's three rules when it comes to gremlins. Like, you can't get them wet because they multiply. Uh, You can't feed them after midnight because, you know, these rules are dumb. No, they're for the adults. You can't get them wet or they'll multiply. I mean, it's true, though. Same. Big mood. <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess. But before we go any further, so, like, when does it stop being after midnight? And, like, like how much water? Because there's, like, moisture in the air, right? Yeah. So It's true. But, yeah. like, how dense does the moisture have to be for it to count well, as them getting wet? And they do actually bring that up in the movie, which we'll touch on shortly. But, like, if they actually make... I don't know. There, there's, a, there's a certain meta-ness to this film that I'd like to discuss at some point. But, like, it's it's... Those stupid questions do get brought up. And I think it's actually kind of brilliant. It's so good. Okay, yeah. It's like, I just have jokes for that part. So when right. we come back, oh, yeah, don't we'll, let me forget that I have we'll, jokes. We'll get there. I'll remind you that you have jokes. Yeah. Thank you for reminding me that I have jokes. You have jokes. You do, Your jokes yeah. are valid. You do have jokes. Thank you. You know what? You know what, 2020? Your jokes are good. <laughs> finally. Fi- finally. Any- <laughs> My jokes acknowledge your struggle. <laughs> anyway. Jokes at birth. Yeah, you can't expose them to light. Get them wet, they multiply. Uh, 
and you can't feed them after midnight or they'll become gremlins. Yeah. Or they... I, it always bothered me that they were just called gremlins where the first ones have a cool name like Mogwai. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that bothered me. The janitor is fixing the water fountain and um, he like, twerks it so much that it, like, I said twerk, <laughs> I meant tweak, but... <laughs> He tweaks it so much that uh, it, it, God damn it. I'm never going to get through this. Keep going, keep going. <laughs> Just keep going. He tweaks it so it sprays over onto Billy's painting. No one talks about the tragedy that it like spills onto his painting. Like that made me upset. Yeah. And despite Gizmo trying to run away from the water, but doing a piss poor job of it. Gizmo gets wet and shoots furry balls out of his back. <laughs> That's an easy one right there. There we go. <laughs> which then becomes four more Mogwais, which I think their names are Lenny, George, Mohawk, and Daffy. Mohawk also names. Mohawk being the villain of the first one. No, actually, it's different. The first one's Spike. Oh, oh yeah, Spike, right. Spike, Spike, okay. Spike, yeah. Where it, like he had like a fur Mohawk in the first one. This time he has like actual like scaly spines. Well, when he becomes a gremlin, anyway. Mm. Spoiler alert. Getting there. Jesus. There's gremlins in this? So then they become more Mogwai. And for some reason, whenever Gizmo makes more Mogwai, none of them are chill like him. or And they, like, pick up Gizmo, throw him in the vent, and then they just kind of go about messing everything up. And uh, they leave the room, and Kate comes in to find the gremlin Daffy imitating King Kong on top of the building and playing with um, uh, the, the planes and stuff. Like, just laughing away... And Kate's like, wow, Gizmo, you're super hyper, and doesn't realize that it's a completely different Mogwai, who looks very, very different. First mistake. The only thing she's wet with is dumb bitch juice. Cut oh that. I, I hate that. My jokes are bad. My jo- 2020 <laughs> and my jokes are still bad. In this part, can we just, like, in the background, just start, like, adding the gremlins singing New York? Just, nah, nah, just nah, gremlin. No, we can do our own. There's we just do gremlins our... in this pocket. <laughs> there. That way we can't get copyright, copyright strike. That's true. That's very true. Anyway, so they take Daffy home. I can't believe I'm referring to this Mogwai and its actual name. I can't, like, think of them separately without their names now. And it's, like, just a super hyper, super chaotic little bastard, basically. And uh, so that's going on. Gizmo's in the vent for, like, a large part of this movie. And the other three gremlins go down to the frozen yogurt place because that was what was getting popular back in 1990, oh, yeah. is frozen yogurt. Which, if we've learned anything from the good pace place, we know that frozen yogurt is the only <laughs> food allowed in hell. <laughs> <laughs> they keep freezers down in hell specifically just for frozen yogurt. You don't have to freeze it, it's already cold. You can just eat Listen, yogurt, no one's stopping you. It's good for you, it's full of probiotics. Unless you're vegan, then... I understand. Frozen yogurts are from a town where dancing is outlawed. <laughs> Anyways. Anyways. So there's like a scene where like the gremlins are just like messing up this frozen yogurt stand and like going in all the toppings and eating everything. So obviously they're eating after midnight, which is like in this movie they don't like build it up at all. They just kind of get right to it. They eat after midnight and they form cocoons. Billy goes home to find not Gizmo throwing like chicken wings in his face and just absolutely flipping out and uh being hyper so like this is not gizmo obviously there's more gremlins it's gotten fucked up again so they go back to the building and um billy tries to 
turn the water system off and gets arrested for like taking an axe to like the fenced off water thing in the building which actually no, what now that you bring it up it really looks like a reused uh scene from jurassic park like i wouldn't be surprised if that was the same tubing hallway as the one in jurassic park you know what i wouldn't be yeah, surprised because spielberg either. did this too so i wouldn't be surprised if he used the same fucking set but also this movie came out before jurassic park well then and um that's when we get to the scene where we were referencing earlier that um billy comes back after being arrested to, after the gremlins have like become cocoons and they've hatched already or they're like about to hatch. I think they hatched at this scene. And um, the building starts getting weird glitches, like the machinery's messing up. All the announcers in the automatic doors are like going haywire and things are turning on and off again. And um, Billy goes to the security center and they're all like, oh, it's big of you to come back after being arrested last night. You're lucky to have a job. And um, then he starts telling them about the gremlins and that's when they get into the jokes about the rules like if they eat after midnight like when does what if a gremlin's on a plane and goes over a time zone like does it become a gremlin or like um i think that's the big one Reed, did i miss any you had jokes oh i was gonna say that this that type of like pedantic argument is kind of the same way people get when they're trying to like question like trans and non-binary people's like identities so wait are you non-binary if you don't feel dysphoria, but you do want to medically transition, but if it, like, but what counts as medical transition, like, and then the pedants get eaten by gremlins. <laughs> that was my joke. 2020 jokes. <laughs> Stop it. I was really, I was, I was happy with that one. I was really hoping we could, like, riff on it. I was hoping <laughs> that you could, like, have some, like, jo- jokes, do some non-binary jokes that I'm not allowed to make. <laughs> I thought it would be. I thought it would be good. I'm actually crying right now. Oh no! It's okay. No, it's okay. I'm keeping my head up. All right. Let's just keep on. Let's just go on to the next thing. I'm fine, you guys. I'm broken. All right. Did we finish the synopsis? Or are we still going? Oh, we're not even halfway through. Babe. Yeah, that's what I thought. We're, okay. we're not even there yet. Holy shit! So they explain the rules, and they're like making fun of it a bit. They're not really believing him or taking it seriously. And then a gremlin pops out of the control panel and bites one of them and just, like, beats the shit out of one of the security guards. And then they actually are like, oh, shit, we should probably do something. And at this point, um, it cuts to the microwave cooking show and shows, like, Kate giving a tour and showing off, like, what's going on behind the scenes for the TV network. And just watching this microwave cooking show and then in the middle of it, the lights go off and they're like, what the hell was that? And then one of the gremlins that looks a lot like the Kraken from... What's that movie called? Something the Titans. Anyway, it looks like the Kraken. And uh, it pops out of a cupboard and like yells at her and she freaks out. And the Daffy gremlin pops out of, uh, pops out of this pot and like attacks Microwave Lady. That's, that's her official name now. And uh, then they throw all... The other gremlin that was in the thing throws all the pots and pans into the uh, microwave, which then explodes in the most overdramatic way that no microwave will ever explode no matter how hard you try. And, and we've tried. Sets off the fire, the, the fire sprinklers, which gremlins get wet and basically makes an entire just army of gremlins to take over this building with the goal of like getting out into the street and stuff, which I guess comes later. And from this point in the movie, it just gets completely cartoonish and just completely like 
it's like film anarchy at this point, basically. Actually, the um, the on the uh, Wikipedia article for this, it actually describes the style of an- of uh, humor for this as anarchistic humor. Yeah, from this point on in the movie, like it shows. I think it goes right to Clamp up at the top of his tower, just kind of walking around, not looking really bored, and you hear like a plane flying by because the building's supposed to be so high, and he's like looking into other buildings through his telescope, just not doing a whole lot, and. His secretary is like typing away, and a gremlin puts a mousetrap in her sandwich, and then replaces her, and just recites the alphabet in gremlin voice, and then fights with Clamp, and then gets paper shredded, which is very good, very fun. Good scene, classic, classic stuff. It's hard to think of a synopsis from this point on because it's just so chaotic from this point. Oh, on. It's yeah. just it's bit just, after bit. Yeah, it's just bits and melt movie like shenanigans and then gizmo shows up and like uh how does how does gizmo gizmo shoots a flaming bow and arrow to kill yeah rambo yeah i mean oh wait we skipped the we skipped the important part with the actual representation in this well we're gonna get around to that but yeah sure i mean quickly throw that in there that's like the next biggest bit they shred a gremlin it like dies and then obviously the gremlins get into the genetics lab and start messing around with all the spliced animals I skipped that part earlier, but there's a genetics lab where they splice animals called Splice of Life, which is very good. And they were, like, trying to experiment on Gizmo, and they have all these, like, genetic potions and, like, chemicals that, like, change properties about the gremlins because they're... I think the brain gremlin later on says that they're, like, a genetically... uh, They're, like, very easily genetically changed, kind of, like... Kind of like an alien where it like takes on the f- a form of its host or based on chemicals it's mm-hmm. given. So there's like a gremlin that brings a, drinks a brain formula. There's a gremlin that drinks a veggie medley formula, which every time it burps, it grows a new vegetable on its face. Same. That's what, it's not just vegans. Yeah. It's not just taking hormones. Oh. <laughs> yeah, no, I got... You're not free from that one. I've, nope, got, you, I've nope. successfully grown two melons. <laughs> and a big old peach. <laughs> Oh my god. Uh, there's an electric gremlin, which kills Christopher Lee, sadly. Tragedy, really. Mm. And then, obviously, the icon in this movie is the gremlin that drinks a gender chemical or potion and becomes a female gremlin named Greta. Yeah, by the way, that is... potion entirely made out of soy. So, Also, shout out to Christopher Lee for saying trans rights by creating that potion. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's a it's, Yeah, exactly. It's a very subtle uh, subtle thing. Also, you got to love like seconds after like the bottle is still on the ground, Greta has like just the best outfit and the best heels and look. That is what hormones like, do. Just ready to go. Yeah, hormones instantly gives you outfits um and full lips. I didn't cut out. I just didn't know what to <laughs> say. <laughs> It's true, and also Greta does have a like distinctive, uh, you know, typical trans voice. <laughs> I'm Why are you Madeline? Why are you afraid of your feelings? Oh my God! No, it's Teen Girl Squad from fucking uh, um, uh, was it uh, Homestar Runner? <laughs> Teen Girl Squad, the ugly one, the pretty one, so and so, just. <laughs> Yes, that, 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 that's how uh, I got me and uh, Devlin started dating. I was just like, why are you afraid of commitment? <laughs> <laughs> what we're saying is the real gateway drug for homosexuality was Teen Girl Squad from Homestar Runner. Mm-hmm. 
Trogdor for me, personally. Oh, <laughs> I just want to be a snake person with a giant God beaky arm. God damn it, this is now a Homestar Runner <laughs> Trogdor was a man, man, or maybe a woman, woman. man, or maybe <laughs> just a woman, but she was still <laughs> Trogdor! <laughs> strong, no, no, there we strong, go, we brought it back, strong, it's okay The now. strong bad is the fucking uh, trans man uh, representation. <laughs> just Okay. Uh, question, quest, real, uh, uh, serious question for no, 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 that. serious question for yes. trans men in our audience. How do you type with those boxing gloves on? <laughs> oh. oh my god, that's an oldie. <laughs> come on, Fahubu gods! Come on, Fahubu gods! Closer to the limit. The cheat, he's to the limit. Everybody, come on, Fahubu gods! <laughs> okay. Or, or, or no, wait. So. <laughs> no, 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 no. Wait, wait, wait. More, one more. Um, um. <laughs> The system is down. The system is down. <laughs> My favorite part about the Greta puppet during the scene where you feet first meet Greta is that she's fully controlled by the actor who is being attacked by her in this scene. Like, it's the full puppeteering was done by that actor while so good. he's being. Yes, ra- ragdoll physics. <laughs> so good. This entire movie was made using the Unreal Engine. Yeah. And then it gets back to, like, zany bits of, like, a brain gremlin now. He talks about their genetic makeup and gives one gremlin um, a bat serum and then gives it genetic sunblock, which I wish existed because I could really benefit from some genetic sunblock from my pale ass. You just ingest it, like, just inject it in somebody and then you're good. This is a wreck. Anyway. (laughs) We're doing, no, it's doing fine. Now a word from our sponsors. (laughs) Hey, are you having trouble listening to things? Check out Audible with your new. <laughs> Is your internet being blocked by dummy thick asses? <laughs> Consider getting NordVPN. Think about. <laughs> Make sure to sign up using Tranifesto promo code dummy thick D. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm so sorry. You get your first two months free. <laughs> that sounded so defeated. Oh god! Oh, oh my god! <laughs> this movie never ends. This is hell now. All right, we're good. Genetics Lab goes out. There's a bat gremlin. It gets to go out in the daytime and attacks the character from the first movie, Mr. Futterman, who was visiting and got ran over by a tractor in the first movie. And uh, he sneaks back into the building because Clamp escapes his own building through an underground tunnel tube, which I think all buildings need because I want an underground escape tube. So Clamp gets the plan to put get all the gremlins to come down into the lobby because it's the middle of the day and put a fake blanket that has really shittily painted like a night sky on it to trick the gremlins into coming to the lobby and they'll drop the blanket and they'll all die from being exposed to the sun. So they're working on that plan. All the gremlins are doing their chaotic bullshit. And then at one scene, uh, Mohawk gets the spider potion and becomes this terrifying spider centaur-like gremlin and traps Billy's boss. Kate rescues her after some, like, maybe I should leave you because Kate thinks that Billy's cheating on her with his boss. So all the gremlins are getting into the lobby uh, they break out into a musical number of New York, New York, 
by the uh, the brain gremlin, which is there's just so many puppets going on at the same time. It's just so good. It's just absolutely is, everything is turned up to eleven in just cartoony, zany bullshit. They even had like the cartoon sound effects and shit. Oh, the Wilhelm yeah. scream like, was in they're just, there. They're smacking each other on the head with hammers. Oh wait, I'm going back for one second to talk about the film break. Oh yeah, because. The film break is amazing. So uh, yeah, so the so yeah the the film break part, uh, fucking it was actually a tribute to William Castle's The Tingler, like apparently the, yeah. okay, the director is on on record as saying it was a tribute to that. Yeah, featured in our uh, previous episode, or was it our last episode? Oh uh, no, that's so long. Uh, yeah, it was, I think it was the episode before that. But yeah, it was okay. ba- William Castle. So like, it's basically um, the Gremlins. Uh, all of a sudden, like the was it Christopher Lee and uh, somebody else are having a conversation. In the hallway, and then the film starts breaking up, and the film eventually, like, it looks like old film, like, you know, catches fire sort of thing. And then the two, then two of the gremlins appear on screen and start doing, like, fucking, uh, like, shadow puppets and shit. And then they go over to, uh, like, all of a sudden, like, it's even, like, greater fourth wall breaking. And then it goes inside the movie to another movie theater where that's happening in. And then they have to resolve that in that movie theater before us, like, in, in this reality, can continue watching the film. And in order to get the gremlins to behave themselves, uh, one of the ushers I- invokes the, the aid of uh, Hulk Hogan to yell at the fucking gremlins in the projection booth. Uh, and even on the VCR version of this film, uh, they got John Wayne to yell at them, too. So it's this fucking great fourth wall break of... Uh, Hulk Hogan just yelling at fucking gremlins. My favorite part is when they do the Abraham Lincoln shadow. Puppet. Oh yeah, <laughs> which is which is a funny tie into the uh, the reference to the original movie because in the original movie there's that like kind of dark scene where she where um was it Kate is the character's name mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. talks about how like she hates Christmas because her dad tried to surprise her family on Christmas by coming down the chimney and got stuck and died in the chimney and they had to, like, fish his dead body out. Which, like, the first movie is incredibly good, but it has, like, very, like, it has tone problems. Mm -hmm. But it's an incredibly good movie. So in the second one, they do a um, callback to it where she's like, something horrible happened to me on Lincoln's birthday. It was, I was five or maybe six and this tall man with a with a top hat and a beard and they just don't even let her finish <laughs> it was it was really traumatic you guys <laughs> i just love that billy like puts his hand on her shoulder he's like there there okay we can talk about this later <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh christ okay so all the gremlins are in the lobby they're all singing uh greta comes out in like this like has this one moment that doesn't have any continuality to the actual musical number going on, where they like form her face out of cards, and then she comes out of the eyeball and just goes, ah. <laughs> and there's like a dog whistle, and it's. I don't know why that scene's there. It literally doesn't at she doesn't show up ever yeah, again. It's just, in the movie it's just until for the, the uh, for the male gaze. Yeah. True. Yeah, it's just showing off our girl. It's true. That dress was pretty good. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolute baller. Anyway, so they formulate a plan to get rid of the gremlins where they're going to spray them with water, which makes them multiply, but also water. Earlier in the movie, they trapped the electric gremlin in the answering machine in Clamp's office. So they transfer the electric gremlin's call to the lobby, get all the gremlins wet so they're, like, susceptible to electricity, and they're also multiplying at the same time, which I guess makes them weaker because they can't move. Getting wet and multiplying. And, yeah, they're just 
They're just having a big old wet time in the middle of the lobby multiplying. <laughs> We're all adults. Yeah, here. pay taxes and shit. Um, so then they release the electric gremlin and zap them all. They all melt into disgusting pea soup colored puddles. And the day is saved. And Gr- Gizmo lives and gets to go home, but wants to keep his bandana on because he's Rambo now. Yeah. Which, that's, I mean, that was just the 90s. It was a different time. But at the very, very end, our girl oh, gets, one, very more, end, gets yeah. one more scene. At the end, after all the gremlins were zapped, um, Clamp gets a call from his security off- officer who was being, who got attacked by Greta when Greta first showed up in the movie, saying he's in the highest bathroom on the top of the tower. And it cuts to him backed into a corner saying, get here as soon as you can. And, he's, and Clamp's like, it's going to be a long time. Like, you're all the way up there and the elevators are down. And then you hear the gremlins come in slowly with, like, a marriage chant. And uh, <laughs> and it's uh, Greta uh, slowly approaching in a wedding dress, the security officer. And the security officer just kind of going like, eh, you know what? Yeah. Yeah, yeah this is fine. This is fine. So, Which, I mean, He's I, also covered in kisses. Whomst <laughs> among us. Yeah, it's true. The the um the the character in this instance being played by Robert Picardo, you might know him as the doctor from Voyager. So uh, he's now confirmed an ally, um, and uh, true uh, p- positive masculinity. Um, so yeah, I think that was a pretty good summary uh, of the movie. It only took us wow fifty five minutes. Uh, so that summary. Uh, <laughs> It's not a large part of the film, but I still think it's uh, an important one since for a lot of kids, especially myself included, this was kind of the early introduction to such um, antics, I guess is the way to put that. Before we get into the characters specifically, uh, the movie itself, like, does it hold up? It's a, you know, it's Jesus Christ. It's now 30 years old. So, yeah, I know, right? So, fucking, like, how does it hold up? I, I personally have some, like, issues with certain parts, but, yeah, before I get into it, uh, your thoughts. Um, the humor is a bit much. Like, a lot of the humor is definitely dated, but it's also Looney Tunes-esque, and the Looney Tunes are kind of classic. Mm. And I definitely have, like, faults with some of the parts in the movies, too. Like, some of it has really, really, really not aged well, and some of the references just have no reference on, like, modern anything. yeah. Well, I, I think the things I take issue with are the uh, the trope of, like, the overly uh, sexually aggressive uh, woman, I guess. Like, it's, uh, like, the fact that, like, uh, the, the, I guess, the supervisor lady, like, basically, like, forces the guy character to, like, go on a date with her and then acts really kind of rapey about it. And even Greta, at certain point in times, there's, like, this insinuation of, like, forced love. Oh, yeah, Greta's horny the entire oh, time she's on screen. 100%. Um, so that will be a good question whether she's good representation later. Um, but yeah, I mean, like, I don't, I don't know. I like the, I like the fact that they, cause this is back 30 years ago that it was like so self-referencing and so self, uh, deprivating. Like for example, uh, they fucking got, uh, was it Leonard Maltin? Um, uh, yeah, yeah. L- Leonard Maltin. Yeah. Uh, was the movie critic for entertainment tonight. And originally for the first film, uh, he gave gremlins a negative review, uh, and uh, while the uh, director was originally hurt by the reviews, he actually invited Martin to film a cameo for the film. Uh, and then basically Martin apparently gave a snide review of the video on re-release for the first film along the lines of his original review before being assaulted by gremlins pleading, I'm just kidding, it's a 10, it's a 10. So he, <laughs> like, it's like fucking that, like Hulk Hogan in there. Like, I, I don't know. Like, there's a fine line between when something is so absurd that it's funny and, like, not absurd enough. And I think... 
some of it you're right it's dated and doesn't like it's a little too slapsticky but i don't know like it was it was pretty fucking funny like the whole like the, when they all start singing uh new york new york and shit like that it's just so good yeah I, but all like but it's also incredibly cheesy yeah oh but also in the best way like it's completely intentional like parts of the first movie it's kind of hard to tell how much of it is intentional like how much of the good parts is completely intentional or how much is ex- accidental or just lucky but this one is completely intentional yeah and i mean like if you're it was kind of this uh thing coming out of the 80s which was embracing like embracing uh camp horror which was a very big thing back then like if we think back to uh friday the 13th films that camp was a very big thing and since this was like just coming out of the 80s it was kind of an echo of that but it also like it shows a lot of camp films in this movie like there's parts of the movie where the gremlins are watching like the beast from Twenty Thousand fathoms or octomen yeah yeah and so like it was very self-aware and i think because of that it managed to pull it off um, this is not one of those movies where you can't like you have to watch the first movie to understand what the fuck is going on in this one, but it's mm-hmm. still like it, I don't know like it's still fun. There's some problems in it, but from the movies from that time, there are far worse films. Um, like even Short Circuit with uh, Johnny Five, which used to be one of my favorite films uh, as a kid, uh, like that did not hold up well with some of the characters in there. But one thing, one thing I'm kind of curious about is, do you think that this would? Uh... <laughs> Like, because apparently they're making a Gremlins 3. Let's assume that they tried to repeat the process with this one, but made it modern. I can't imagine, like, the way that they're spoofing on technology, cable television, like, film tropes of the time. Like, it's very, very, very good. Like, apparently people liked it at the time, and it's great with, like, the nostalgic glasses, because I think all of us, you know, had our fair share of uh, VHSs in the house when we were kids. But I can't imagine, like, if they did the same thing with, like, streaming services or YouTube channels oh, and, yeah. like, iPhones and, like, you know, self-driving cars. Like, I don't think that it would land as well. But maybe that's just because, like, everything that's come out since, like, Gremlins was re- 2 was really early in that kind of, uh, like, cultural criticism. And, like, we've just been had so much of it since then. And just the fact that this is, like, a very early version of it. Yeah, and I mean, like, I, by mm-hmm. the way, if they do Gremlins 3, I'm calling it now, it's going to be, like, Gremlins invade the internet or some shit like well, that. Well, 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 uh, Greta is the only surviving Gremlin at the end of the film, <gasps> so she should oh, have a please. major role in it. And I just want to say that I am available to be cast in the film. <laughs> I... <laughs> Perfect. I get to play a gizmo. Um, well, one of the things, actually, to touch on a point that you brought up, which is, like, like would this kind of camp survive in a movie today when they do it? I mean, I I don't know it would, but it's not because it doesn't work in film. Like, for example, the Muppets, um, like, when they had their kind of um, newer films this last decade, um, they, Muppets are more well-known, so they can kind of pull off those pop culture self-aware references. Gremlins, I don't think, is as well-known. So for them to do a camp version where the film is basically uh, making fun of it, analyzing itself, I don't know necessarily if that would fly as well. But I mean, like, I yeah, I don't know if that would fly as well either. Yeah, like, like they would have to do something interesting. And I mean, like, I would like them to keep it as a comedy horror as as the first two were. Like, the last thing I want is a fucking gritty reboot of Gremlins. I don't want and fucking Christopher Nolan be... fucking <laughs> brooding Batman shit. Just like nobody cared who I was mean, until I was you the mean gremlin. Like, so you mean kind of like the uh, Ghostbusters that's coming out with all with like the Stranger Things kids? 
Yeah, no. <laughs> Nobody's seen a ghost in 30 years because everyone stopped dying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> in a town where no one's died. <laughs> in 30 years. Uh, what happens? But, the person stop moving anymore. God. <laughs> They're not can, breathing. Can, can you imagine if they tried to do a Gremlins movie, but with, like, CG instead of, like, practical effects? Because think about, like, the times in the first and second Gremlins movie where it just turns into, like, a melt movie. Yeah. And, like, it's literally <laughs> just, like, these wax, like, m- fucking puppets, like, melting and, like, screaming. It gets yeah. so uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. I love the one that has the witch hat that's yelling, I'm melting. That, will, that was solid. so good. Uh, like, I would love to see, like, a situation in which a fucking, like, I don't know, I just want to see more puppet wrestling I want to see more, like, actors with a fucking puppet that they're desperately holding on to, just rolling around. Okay. All right, so... I want a Cronenberg gremlin. Give me Cronenberg gremlins. All right, so can we... Do you mind if we take it back around to uh, Greta and the trans representation? Yeah, yeah, okay, okay. Okay, so... So, hear me out on this. All right. A friend of a friend approached me the other day about a debate she had against oh, her friends God. because she believed that Greta, the female gremlin, was a male dressing up in female clothes. <laughs> I laughed, of course, because I know this wasn't the case. Because, but ironically, her view wasn't far fetched. Remember in Gremlins two, as in all the Gremlins movies so far, all gremlins are asexual males. <laughs> How Greta came to be, he came to be was he drank a serum that changed him into from male to female this would typically suggest he's a trans female male underwent a procedure which included taking female hormones to become a female however consider this although not confirmed she is the first female of her species then greta is a new mutation there would be no need for greta to be the first of her kind female if she kept this asexual trait her ears eyes lips hair and breast would Ugh. suggest that she is in fact a female and no longer asexual your thoughts please if greta kept her asexual trait then it is likely to assume that greta is a trans female gremlin however greta didn't keep if, if greta didn't then new and first mutation of her kind so that is brought to you by the likes of the gremlin subreddit um <laughs> thank you user pure mayhem 09 uh, friend so, of the pod yeah absolute friend of the pod so I feel like my brain just melted. Yeah, slightly. by the way, this may not surprise either of you, but uh, Gremlin subreddit, um, not very popular. Um, Sad. Yeah, I know, right? So, okay, and also, I want I wanted to top on top of that is that th- why why do trans people love Greta so much? Because we're not, we're not, we are not covering this because Gremlins 2 has a dearth of trans content, but... I have so many people have suggested this movie despite the lack and despite the yeah. potential problem, the potential problematic of the coding of the character. Yeah, so people still love Greta. So yeah, when 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 you, uh, the loving audience, do talk to us about films that you would like to see uh, uh, reviewed, we actually do have a list of all of them. And for some reason, this keeps coming up. So. Uh, it was one of those we had to get around to it inevitably. So the interesting thing about this that I, I would like to, maybe like, you know, it's such a small part, but like, you know, the abstract is like, why is this character so popular? Because like, even the people that I've talked to, they're like, oh, you have to do Gremlins. 
but they don't like they don't think that it's necessarily a good representative character but like at the same time too they love her and i feel i fall into that category as well where it's like i don't think she's good representation i wouldn't be like i would hope no one looks at that and go that's a trans woman but at the same time too i would love like if greta became somehow the symbol of trans women i'd be like yeah that's kind of cool i love that yeah cuz she is very considering the period that this movie came out she's very like jerry springer transsexual coded oh you know yeah. what i mean and like very like you know she drinks the potion with like the female symbol on it and then you know was wearing the garish um leopard print which has like all sorts of specific connotations about why it is considered to be like garish and like kind of uncomfortable uh yeah. and then you know is the the men are disgusted by this over sexualized creature that you know sort of in the way that they if it if this is a movie that came out in like the f- 60s or 50s or something they might just be oh disgusted by a cis woman who is like has that much caked on makeup but in like the early 90s that i feel like it has a very specific connotation yeah and i think too um mm-hmm. one of the interesting things is like i would see that this is like kind of the so the way i i view uh um what is it uh representation how it grows from bad to good um is one of those things where like it usually starts off with as a joke and so this is kind of like i don't know as the 90s were kind of coming into their swing and lgbt conversations were being had it could be like one of those things where like this was like i don't know i think it could be like a subtle uh uh jab at like drag queens possibly um but I mean, Which also- at, this, at this period in time, not many people really knew the difference between exactly. those two things. So, I mean, like her character in there, I, I would say, though, is it's interesting because like she fell into the category of acting a lot a way that a lot of the other uh, uh, actresses in this movie, their characters were like very much just like, uh, you know, hyper over the top. Um, you know, for example, like I said, the 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 supervisor lady like like forced the guy to go on a romantic date and be kind of weirder like this. And, like, I don't know, like, even all that said, like, Greta, like, seemed to be, like, I don't know, a lot, a lot more, uh, a lot less over the top. And also, too, like, well-respected by her peers, which is a very funny uh, a sticking point, which is, like, all the other gremlins loved her. Um, mm-hmm. and, like, so, like, idolized. Yeah, and, like, they had that moment where there was the musical and she came out. Um like it was one of those things too, which just like I I would like to propose my alternative theory on this on this film, which is that uh, the Gremlins are actually the good guys, uh, that they're all just wanting to go out and support uh, Greta on her first day out into the New York, and uh, yeah, the yeah. real uh, Gremlins three, the right side of history. It's, uh, <laughs> but also, so something about like the Gremlins that you notice is that you know they are, despite being as far as you can tell, like biologically identical creatures. Uh, you see in the backgrounds, not including Greta, there are female-coded gremlins. Uh, it threw up in the first one and the second one, there are, you know, gremlins with, like, wigs and dresses and, like, because all of them sort of take on a funky persona and a lot of them are female. So it's interesting that despite that, we also have this one biologically distinct female gremlin. Yeah. What I would say... Among like all of the these first... um, non-binary gremlins. Yeah. I would say the one of the things is like this film has a trope, uh, not specifically with trans women, but like with uh, queer queerness and stuff like that, is that it falls into the camp of degeneracy. Um, you see that in terms of like, you know, the rest of the characters, they might be goofy or whatever the cases, but they're very much like, 
you know, oh gosh, golly, Americans, for Christ's sakes, the main actor's name is Billy. Um, so it's very much this whole, like, all the, all the gremlins who are supposedly the bad guys, and this is kind of like the queer-coding villains. We were having a conversation about that earlier. Fucking Jafar, um, uh, was it uh, Sea Witch, uh, Ursula? Um, all those characters have a certain level of queer-coding to them, uh, and the queer-coding is somewhere in a realm of negative. And it's not that you can't have good representation in a villain, I, I think that's entirely possible, but it's... Oh, very possible. Yeah, I think the problem here is it's just, like, everyone... The gremlins are seen as degenerates, and they're, you know, all over the place, and they're crazy, and they're anarchistic, and their expression of gender identity, and, I mean, like, we don't see orientation. I did not think I saw, like, you know, people, uh, gremlins holding hands or something like that, but, like, everyone was kind of... Ooh, I oh, I did. Was there? Okay, well, then... In the first movie, at the poker scene, there are three gremlins playing poker and each of them has like a girlfriend gremlin that's like trying to look at the other's cards okay and they're like one of them has like its claw on the other one's claw okay well then there we go so i mean like there's like it's this whole idea of just the anarchistic um degeneracy uh that comes with uh homosexuality which was very prevalent at the time like it was like you know gay marriage wasn't a thing back then so um it was the idea that like only the degenerates would kind of participate in shit like this but I would say that in, in terms of the films at the time, this is still significantly better than fucking Ace Ventura, which handled it oh. as, you know, as rough as possible. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, like, it's just like, it's, it's, there's Greta in there and, like, how she interacts with things, but it's, it's, more, it's a larger picture of that, which is the idea of gremlins possibly being, possibly being queer-coded in terms of, like, you know, degeneracy and, like, and everyone else. It's the clean-cut people. Yeah, there's the goofy monsters guy, but for the most part, it's all like the clean-cut working-class people who would, you know, just want to. Oh gosh, golly gee, get back to even the ending where they're just like, okay, we're gonna build this small American town. That's what we want to build. Um, so it's like the Leave It to Beaver kind of thing. Yeah, but also I have a stretch. Okay, go for it. Gremlins reproduce with water asexually. Mm-hmm. They like are never referred to actual pronouns in the movie, <gasps> like at all. They're just called it or the creatures. And uh, my preferred pronouns. I'm, I'm it or creature. Yeah. Um, and like basically, the gremlins are like gender fluid because mm. they like, well, they're running around naked for most of the film. I don't see any bits, but well, you're not looking hard enough, yeah. But also, like, people just kind of assume that they're male because, like, I don't know. Actually, why do they assume they're male? It's a monster. It doesn't have any gendered features. It's just a monster. Well, it's one of those things... Until Greta. Until Greta. Yeah, no, I mean, like, it's... Uh, and I think one of the things with Greta was just, like, uh, like the over-the-top makeup and stuff like that. I don't even think that was necessarily, like, a like a, a, uh, like a queer-phobic jab. I think that was just, like, all the women in this movie, for the most part, have levels of, like, va va which is... I hate using that phrase, but it's very much Looney Tunes sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my stretch was that gremlins are just gender fluid asexual creatures you know what honestly i would support that um and uh i would feel represented by them i just want you to know that as you were joking about gremlins not having bits what i was gonna do is look up grem what i was doing is looking up gremlins 34 to send you in the chat to make you laugh but i am now so uncomfortable that i'm closing the tab i'm not going to do it but i want you to know that i did subject myself to that for a couple of seconds for the for a gag (laughs) And do not send that in chat. I don't need to look over at my fucking tablet and see Gizmo with a giant cock. 
Uh, internet's uh, bad. Oh, fuck. Well, anyways, I guess, like, yeah, it's not much to go over in this film, but it is kind of an important thing in terms of the 90s uh, queer coding uh, and, and exploration in film. I think this film kind of got away with it because the whole film itself was absurdist. Um, but, but yeah. yeah, like, I mean, like, ultimately, in the day, like, what do we think of this film? What's the thoughts? I mean, it's not good representation no. at all. But it's not really representation, also, period. It's not. It was a gag. Yeah. Greta, and the undertone of, like, how, like, I love Greta, and I can't tell you why, but at the end of the day, Greta is the butt of a joke. Yeah. It's, um, it's, it was part of the whole, like, uh, the, the gay people's a punchline sort of thing of the 90s, um, as, you know, people were asking me to take it more seriously. Um, but again, that being said, though, like, much like Devlin, like, I fucking love Greta. Greta's yeah. awesome. No one is, no one's laughing at Greta. Like, Greta is not, the joke isn't on trans people, but it's like, this, the joke is that there's the, the, it's creating a caricature of the, like, creator's interpretation of, like, the popular version of trans people at the time, and just say, but also, like, you know, they're celebrated, and they're not, like, thrown on the bus and also they're the only one who survives and i think that's maybe why trans people like this character because like you know we like we like to make ridiculous versions of ourselves. we like to joke so therefore like seeing a version that doesn't like end up being laughed at by the like characters it actually ends up on top is kind of nice yeah it's honestly and like also too like watching all the gremlins it's funny because, like, in a sense, like there there's some there's some heroics or like the good guy quote unquote there, which is just like all the gremlins are cool with Greta and like Greta's cool with all of them, and she just like and that's the thing too. I mean, like, obviously this is this this interpretation is going to be reading into it a little bit much, but like she transformed into Greta, and then everyone was like, yeah, okay, cool. Like there was no like, well, no, no, none of the none of the uh, gremlins went over to Greta and said, look, you can't change your sex. That is just a scientific fact. So, I mean, like, I, I like the fact that everyone kind of had fun uh, and was very supportive of her. And that the part that she transformed into a woman was not highlighted by any of the other characters. It wasn't even talked about at all. Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah, literally the joke is that she just became an overly attached, like, over-sexual, like, character attracted to this one dude who ended up... You know what? Then they ended up getting together at the end. That's kind of yeah. beautiful. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Greta wins. Uh, and and that is now our, our our take on that. So you can all now stop asking us to do Gremlins. But thank you also again for suggesting we do Gremlins because this actually used to be one of my favorite films uh, as a kid. I watched this and Johnny Five over and over again. Um, so yeah, I fucking love this uh, love this film. I just like to note that I've been staring at the Funko Pop of Greta that you sent to the chat re this entire conversation. And gee, I hope this doesn't awaken anything. <laughs> Oh my god. I've just like been looking into its like little beady eyes. I'm like, uh. <laughs> She's speaking to me uh, on a visceral level. Perfect. Well, uh, thanks all again for joining us. Uh, again, uh, thank you again to Devlin for uh, coming on again on the show. It's always wonderful to have you on here. Thank you so much. You're such a good replacement, Amy. My pleasure. Yeah. Uh, I'm not, I'm thank not you. saying that you. Please don't put me back in the, in the storage yeah, room. Yeah, well, well, we'll talk after we're done recording. You certainly earned your bucket of fish heads tonight. Um, so, uh, fish thanks heads, again. Fish heads, <laughs> fish heads. So, yeah, thank you all again for joining us. Um, we should be back on regular schedule now with the new year. 
um, once Amy is back from uh, her trip to uh, Dino Town, then hopefully she'll be back on as well. The, the, the Saudi Republic of Dino Town. Yeah. Um, and so, and maybe the next one we will do is uh, Gay Jesus, which I really want to look at on Netflix. Um, so we'll take a look. Uh, in the meantime, thank you all again for joining us. And as always, um, we will see you again, uh, well, in a week, um, or we're liars. So we'll see you then. Bye. 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 Bye.